Stampede. Turner isn't 197, recorded 9 3 2023. if I didn't mention the political environment we're facing today. The presidential election is a little over a year away, but I won't reveal my personal convictions about who the candidates will be. But I will say this, there probably will never be another election like this one, both from an historical perspective and a future one. Ex-President Trump, who is facing several indictments, and President Biden, who may face an impeachment inquiry by the House of Representatives, are most likely the candidates to represent the Republican and Democratic parties bid for the White House. Both men face serious questions as to the quality of their leadership. Trump has maintained that Biden stole the 2020 election, and in that regard, I believe he may be mistaken. I believe Biden won because Biden, with over 40 years of being re-elected to the federal government, has done so by what is called machine politics. The Democratic Party strongholds in major cities across this country are derived from a patronage system employing government workers just so long as they vote a certain way. That along with other employees in unions, like police unions, teacher unions, 
organized labor unions and building contractors awarded contracts for building in urban centers are all part of machine politics. In 2020, Trump had the largest popular vote of any Republican candidate for the presidency. But it wasn't enough to beat machine politics. In truth, Trump had a legitimate complaint because in a city like Chicago, it was common knowledge, even people who had died years ago voted a straight Democratic ticket today. So the rally of Trump supporters who stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6th is perhaps understandable, maybe wrong, but understandable. But one thing that can never be permitted is to question the integrity of our systems, even if they're corrupt. We Americans like to say we belong to a democracy, and anyone challenging the truth of that is considered a threat to the system, even when the evidence is overwhelming that we don't have a functioning democracy. We have something other than a democracy. Politicians like to boast that this country is the greatest democracy on earth. 
But when it comes to public school boards deciding on how parents want their children to be educated, that very important issue isn't addressed democratically. Political ideology by school boards overrule what parents have to say about what their children are to be taught. So when it comes to how federal senators and representatives are elected, you can be sure the people aren't the ones who determine who will be elected. It's the use of big corporations and their money influencing the public to vote a certain way. But only about 50 to 60% of the public actually vote, leaving a large part of the population never actually expressing their opinion about who should run this country, or more importantly, what issues should be addressed. And when it comes to how an individual has the right to vote, well, that's another question. A simple ID, like a driver's license, or any picture used to verify who someone is, should be the standard for determining who is casting a vote. But that isn't always the case. Instead, voter fraud with mail-in voting opens the door to illegal ballots being counted. So, even though the 2020 election was supposedly ruled by judges as being clean, the idea that America's elections border on third world practices doesn't seem unrealistic. And if you don't believe corruption exists in other segments of our democracy, like the practices on Wall Street, the banking sector, or the commodities industry, then you probably have been living in a fairy tale. But when it's revealed and people are sent to prison, the fact that billions of dollars may have been stolen is quickly forgotten because a new scandal takes precedent and new charges are leveled against someone else. It would appear by any standard that the rule of law in this country doesn't just apply to one rotten apple in the barrel, but perhaps the whole barrel is overly ripe. Take, for example, the son of our president, Hunter Biden. One has to ask how, when his father was vice president, looking into Ukraine's politics, his son was appointed to the board of an oil company in Ukraine. Now, how does that happen? I see my I could not foresee this thing happening to you If I look hard enough into the setting sun My love will 
I'm not a partisan for any political party, save for my own concerns about what our consumerist economy has produced and the consciousness of the American people and the health of the natural world. So if it appears that Hunter Biden appointed to the board of an, a Ukrainian gas company while his father, then a vice president, was officially working during the civil war that broke out in 2014 in Ukraine to oust Russian corruption, offered billions of dollars to the newly formed government. At the very least, Hunter Biden's appointment without any previous expertise in the workings of Ukraine's oil and gas industries would suggest nepotism of the worst kind. Hunter received an estimated $50,000 a month for that appointment, lasting for five years while his father was vice president working to provide U.S. aid to the Ukrainian government. Also, Hunter may have used his father's name to influence financial investment in the People's Republic of China. But let me emphasize, I'm not mentioning Hunter and his father's relationship on the basis of political partisanship. I'm not a Republican attacking the Bidens for political gain. I have no difficulty in pointing out ex-President Trump's legal problems as well. But what I do care about is the erosion of values and the pervasive corruption under the practices of consumerism. I'll say this. The American people have been manipulated, deceived in the name of an economy that demanded that you get more. And that includes the practices of both the Republican and Democratic parties. So my personal opinions are not important as to the two candidates for the presidency in the 2024 election. What is important is that we as a nation have placed our faith in the working of our government, and that can't be justified. Our government is bankrupt, and not just because of our national debt, but in the values it represents. And in that regard, who is elected president in the 2024 election won't change what we are. No, there won't be any escaping what's coming.
When Hillary Clinton described the people supporting Donald Trump in the 2016 election as being deplorable, he continued to draw strength as the leading candidate for the presidency in the Republican Party and won the election. Now, if you compare Joe Biden's popularity to Donald Trump, you'd have to admit Biden is a cold fish or a wet rag compared to Trump. Trump is a showman, an entertainer, and has the popular vote, while Biden is the product of machine politics. When Trump had to go to Walter Reed Hospital, the streets were lined with people wishing him well. If Biden goes to Walter Reed, he'd be lucky to have a few people standing at street corners waving a flag. Trump is a popularist, whereas Biden is a machine politician. But Trump is no stranger to trouble. He's accused of inappropriate sexual behavior, having taken classified documents that belong to the government and stored them in his palatial estate at Mar-a-Lago, accused of inciting over 30,000 supporters to storm the Capitol building in order to overturn the 2020 electoral votes, and attempting to influence a Georgia official to find more votes to overturn Georgia's election. Surprisingly, as each of these charges have been legally leveled against Trump, his poll numbers increased for obtaining the nomination for the presidency in the Republican Party for the 2024 election. Usually, if any one of these charges had been made against any other politician, it would cause a candidate to end his or her political career, but not for Trump. This has never happened before in American politics, but there are precedents in foreign countries with politicians who were found guilty of certain crimes sent to prison and then released to run for the presidency of their country and won, most notably recently in Brazil. So the fact that Donald Trump could be found guilty of any of his alleged crimes and be voted president to the United States is real.
I won't endorse either Biden or Trump because I believe our future is so precarious. Neither the Democratic or the Republican candidates are capable of addressing what will have to be done. No politician will tell the American people the country is bankrupt, that a new currency will have to be issued by the Treasury, that if we've permanently damaged the natural world with our consumerist economy, we'll need to put an end to industries that we've depended upon for over a century that the violence we see every day has been promoted by a culture of violence and must be suppressed, that our military stationed around the world will need to come home, that the coming inflation can't be stopped, and that civil unrest will prompt a second civil war in this country. No politician would tell the American people that's what is about to happen. We've built a dangerous world for ourselves and for our future. So whoever is our president can't tell the American people the truth, the deceptions, the rationalizations, the manipulations will continue up to the last minute when drastic action will be needed. A crisis of confidence will finally occur and the realization that our lives will never be the same. No, everything isn't all right. No, our country isn't the greatest. That we never found contentment that life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness was never going to be our future. We thought we could build a world of wanting more and that it was going to protect us, but it destroyed the very thing that sustains life. We damaged our heritage and threatened the existence of other living things on this earth. We poisoned the water and the air for greed, and we called it progress. And you thought there wasn't going to be a cost for that. The truth of who we were may never be told. It was too difficult to believe. No, we'll forever live in the deceptions because it's too late for us. Different you and them. There may be teardrops to share. There may be teardrops to share. 
This week on Garners and you first heard two songs by James Brown. Papa's Got a Brand New Bag, a 1965 release. Then I Got the Feelin', 1968, followed by two cuts from the Rolling Stones, Painted Black, 1966, and then Gimme Shelter from the 1969 album Let It Bleed. Next was a cut of David Bowie's Putting Out Fire from the 1982 movie Cat People. And to close, a 1936 recording of Sam Brown and the Rhythm Sisters. Let's face the music and dance. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.